expert advice and data-driven insights that unlock your business's potential. APSA Insights, brought to you by APSA Corporate and Investment Banking. Nothing short of extraordinary. I mean, Ilya Bralich, you were a journalist many, many years ago when you had a proper job. Uh, you wish that resources markets had been this vibrant, this exciting, this fraught, this complex, this enticing, I'm sure, when you were a journalist. But in those days, things were easy, um, certainly from a reporter's perspective. Just the dynamics of this market and how 2020 has shaped it. I'd be curious as to your perspectives. Sure. Um, funny you mentioned my previous career as a journalist. It was the beginning of the major bull run in the commodities when I, when I started. Um, gold had just come off from, from its highs. Gold was frustrating at $250 and nobody had heard of the word copper. Um, then suddenly China decided to go for a growth spurt. And for the next 20 years, people were searching for copper and we saw copper prices um, go absolutely crazy. We saw Billiton, who at that stage listed in London and shareholders were frustrated at their share price being less than a pound, becoming the behemoth that they are these days, becoming the biggest iron ore supplier into China, becoming a, or still being a major copper supplier as part of then BHP Billiton and now back to, to BHP in South 32. So commodity prices are strong, and I think they're strong to stay. Um, world growth, as much as we are seeing a dip at this present moment in world growth, um, will continue. Um, and what is important to understand is that while the demand remains very robust in terms of this economic growth that I just addressed, I think supply is becoming complex. Um, if you just look at copper, for example, the grades around the world are reducing. No new copper deposits have been found with significant grades. And if you do find uh, significant grades in copper, for example, um, you're dealing with political issues that are very complex to understand. Plus, an overlay of logistics, lack of infrastructure, means that the simple scenario of getting copper and then moving it to your end supplier is becoming more complex. Um, the easy resources have been found, but if you believe in the demand side of matters, um, we need to find more supply, and that supply needs to be financed for us to then uh, supply into into those markets. So. I am excited about the commodity market. Um, there is an overlay of more responsibility from the producer side. I think what is important to understand is that while a lot of industries right now are battling with their balance sheets and needing to refinance, I believe the commodities and the resource industry had to go through this turmoil 10 years ago, brought about by their own hubris in terms of expanding into what was the, the China-driven commodity demand. But the balance sheets of resource companies are looking relatively healthy. And as I said, producers are being very cautious about expanding, which thus means that the supply-demand fundamentals for, I believe, all commodities is in a very good shape. It's so interesting how different this cycle is. I mean, usually what happens in these boom times is we see lots of acquisitions. We see lots of M&A activity. And Bevan Jones, that's just not happening. Well, certainly not to the extent that we've seen in, in previous boom cycles, is it? Yeah, I think especially in certain commodities. Um, so, so whilst you've seen gold and, and platinum obviously doing very well on the back of increased investor demand, um, as well as base metals, as Ilya has just, has just mentioned, things like um, coal and natural gas are really actually uh, suffering because, as Ilya again pointed to, there's, the investors are more looking into ESG, environmental, social and governance factors and, and impact investing. So the world is, is also focusing very much on, on CO2. So any commodity that's linked into that is, is really taking the brunt of that. And that, that's um, 
quite significant for South Africa as a major coal exporter, obviously. So investors are few and far between in, in that space. And, and people are having to look much more towards private equity deals, traders coming in with um, offers of, of offtake and, and, and private financing, etc. And the banks obviously have become a lot more circumspect as well, because, you know, everyone is being driven by effectively the, the effects on climate. Elon Musk the other day tweeted that he's looking for nickel, but he wants clean nickel. So he's going to struggle a little bit. I mean, most of the nickel, decent nickel out there is in Indonesia. <clears throat> but the Indonesian government has been quite clever, and they're not letting anyone export uh, nickel ore. So he will have to build a Tesla factory in Indonesia to be able to, you know, export the finished product, which is what they're after. It's something that South Africa should probably try and focus on more as well is the beneficiation of our own ores. Are we seeing, I mean, governments generally getting smarter about this, saying, hold on a second, I have a rare commodity. I have a commodity that the world wants. Let me start dictating the terms of export. You can export a finished product. You can't export the raw material. I mean, what options would there be for South Africa, Bevan, in terms of what we have that the world doesn't have? The world, we have some platinum. We have good reserves of platinum, but there's platinum elsewhere. We don't have much. We don't have any gold left, and that's not useful in industry. What industrial commodities do we have that we could leverage? Yeah, I think for the new economy, the climate change economy, platinum, nickel, uh, copper, as, as you mentioned, um, chrome, those are all strong for us, manganese, and we can look at um, beneficiating those. All too often, Africa has suffered from producing the ores and the concentrates, and then the, the finished markets are all in Europe. So the, the, the LME, the London Metals Exchange, the three-month contract was because it took three months to ship ore from somewhere in South America or Africa to London, which is where all the buyers are. So really what we're trying to do at, at Source Markets is is to create local commodity market prices, Af African commodity market prices, so that junior miners can benefit instead of traders coming in and, and, and really taking all that margin and offshoring the profits. We want to see our junior miners benefiting from that. So I think in those commodities that we mentioned, we, we've got a we've got a significant advantage. But then also into into our neighbors in, in Africa, there's there's more manganese in Botswana. There's lithium in Zimbabwe and plenty of chrome and nickel as well. So I think we, we can really look at becoming a, a hub if we put our minds together um, and we created um, sort of beneficiation points in the region. We could we could really do this quite cleverly, yeah. And we put our minds and our minds uh, together as well. Thank you, Bevan Jones. Uh, Tawana Madodo, um, what's your perspective on this? I mean, you've got a very uh, effervescent Ilya Graulich, a concerned Bevan Jones, I think. I'm not too sure that he's as bullish about the commodity cycle, but he sees opportunities in specific green uh, commodities. What's your perspective on it? So just from what Bevan was saying, I mean, just touching on that, I think we are in a boom as we're currently in this current COVID environment. But I think we shouldn't get too excited because I do think um, some of the price uh, trajectory upwards is really around what's happening um, with the COVID environment, what's happening from a supply uncertainty perspective. Um, you know, you, you can like look at what's driving some of the commodities like copper. Um, you know, it's, it's really to, to, to a large extent on the premise of the is supply concerns given what's happening in South America. Yes, there is a big uh, stimulus package happening in China. So I think one the way we should look at these prices is, you know, one day um, we will get out of this COVID environment. Um, but the question is, where are we going to reset or what's going to be our base? Um, and from our perspective, from a bank, that's how we'll be evaluating opportunities where people 
prospectively coming, looking for funding, is post-COVID, what's the new base in order to assess um, the competitive nature of the various projects. Expert advice and data-driven insights that unlock your business's potential. APSA Insights, brought to you by APSA Corporate and Investment Banking. For more, visit apsainsights.co.za.